Welcome back to episode 22 of the Jungle Podcast. It's a beautiful Friday. I'm your host, John. You know the other host, Jeff. Jeff, how are we doing today, man? I'm good, buddy. How are you doing, man? It is a beautiful Friday. No complaints. Yeah. Uh, just excited to get in the weekend here. Yeah, me too. Me too. And also, we it's pretty exciting that we got our first purchase on the Jungle uh, Podcast store. That's right. Right? So... So that's that. back on, he's got a, a very clean-looking uh, black tank top. Yes. With the Jungle Podcast logo, one-of-a-kind purchase. Uh, Zach, it's, it's, it's on the way to you. So. Yes, thank, th- thank you, Zach. And when we talked about it, I think we're going to have him on as a guest spot here coming up um, to, uh, to, to, to go through a list with us, but we'll talk about that later. But, uh, yes, thank you, Zach. Wanted to give you that. We, we're doing kudos here in a little bit, but an extra kudos to Zach for the first purchase off the Jungle Podcast uh, store. Absolutely. And uh, so the Jungle Podcast store is new. It's on, uh, man, I can't even think what that, that website's called. What is it called? Teespring. 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 Sell stuff. So go to Teespring. Shout out to, shout, shout out, shout out to them. Big time. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you want to find some other ways to interact with us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Jungle Pod. You can find us on YouTube as the Jungle Podcast. And uh, any listening platform for podcasts is the Jungle Podcast as well. Um, I guess before we, we go to the kudos, though, any news and notes that you had, Jeff? Uh, the only one really news and notes I wanted to, to just to talk about, it's the biggest one kind of I feel like over the past couple of days, um, the Big Ten deciding they're only going to play conference games Yep. Uh, for fall sports. You got to think that the other Power Five conferences are all going to follow. So it's just going to be a super interesting fall season to see when I mean if you only play in your conference game does now are we talking about okay what do we do with the national championship what do we do with the playoffs you know and I know I'm just talking about football obviously other sports are affected so so I don't want to you know discount that but obviously football comes top of mind especially when you think about the Big Ten Conference and how good they are and Ohio State was supposed to play Oregon this year you know that was a big, that's a big game so yeah that, that, it's a mess. It's kind of it it's kind of terrifying because it, it looks like you're not going to get a real football season. Well, I don't think we are. And what's interesting is like Ivy League decided, look, we're not going to entertain sports until January 1st. And right. they were the first ones to say we're not having postseason basketball. And then everyone else kind of followed suit. So I was worried that right away everyone's going to fall suit there. But here's the thing. This is just step one of, you know, probably many where, I mean, next week they might come out and say, look, we said we were doing non-conference. I don't think we can play any, anything else. I mean, the Big Ten said they're going to front-load divisional games because those yeah. are the most important. So, they're, you know, then they're already thinking then we might be canceling after four or five games. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. I guarantee you a lot of these SEC teams are even playing football. If there's one conference that's, that's not going to care, like, it's going to be the SEC. It's every – like, it's just yeah. that bigger. And, like, Ohio State – like, the problem with the Big Ten is I think Ohio State's on board to play. It's just like Michigan or Northwestern. I know Michigan's been like very finicky. Yeah. Um, you need everybody in the conference to have a conference schedule. And I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like, look, the Big Ten now spans. You go all the way from Nebraska to Maryland, so it's yeah. not like you're. It's not like you're eliminating travel. Like that's right. still. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. it, it's it's kind of like, well, what are we even doing here? Or why not let them fill up a ten? I guess like at this point maybe it's too late, but why not let them figure a last minute thing? where Rutgers plays like Villanova or like someone kind of close to full well, games, you know, Ohio State can play 
anybody in like the MAC pretty much. Well, well see, what, what would be nice about that is because now Ohio State's not doing it. They were scheduled to play, I think, Buffalo and I want to say Toledo or Boyd Green or, or, or another MAC school. They're, they're scheduled to play two MAC schools and pay them out both over a million dollars. You know, that's how a lot of MAC schools make good money by going to play those bigger schools. Right. Um, and now that's not going to happen. So you got to think about those schools also. So it would be great if, like, look, you know what, for, for this for this year, maybe we, maybe we do it regionally where it's, hey, who's the king of Ohio? I mean, most likely it's going to turn out to be Ohio State. But right. I think it would be fun to watch Ohio play, I mean, you know, UC again and Ohio State play UC again, vice versa, all that. Yeah. But – I don't it's think that's too late to figure out something that big. Oh, like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Done eight years in or ten years in advance. A hundred percent. It's not going to happen. Yeah, the, don't be wrong. That's not going to happen. But you're right. I mean, it's it's like the Big Ten's still a huge conference. You're not. It's like you're eliminating so much travel by doing this. You know. Yeah. So that was my biggest news. You know, I thought that was interesting. It would be interesting. I'm look. We're 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 kind of. It's kind of like we're expected changes daily now. So we'll, let's we'll wait and see what the next one's going to be. Yeah. What about what about you? Any news notes on, on, on what's that? Big news really for me was UFC starts up tomorrow. I know yep. you, I've seen the, the chatter with you and Graham. Yep. I haven't looked at the card too much, so I don't really have too much comment on it. Um, but we have USC on a fight island. It's actually happening tomorrow night, which will be. Funny. It is. Do you know what's funny is like I saw I was watching the weigh-ins earlier today. And they have the fighters. Dana White stands in the middle during weigh-ins like he normally does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a mask on. Both fighters have masks on when they come to meet each other in the middle. But it's like, wait a minute, tomorrow night, they're going to be breathing, sweating, bleeding on each other. What's the point at this point in time? Why are we even wearing the mask? Who knows? Maybe for TV, maybe just to give them 100% certainty that they both follow the rules until the point they fight. I mean, you're you're, you're right. I guess so. Actually, I was talking a little bit. Describing, like, all the steps they take. They get tested, like, twice a day. A couple of, I mean, like even to just leave and watch it go into this too. Well, I tell you what, I mean, we can go into is is your are you, kind of news and notes there. It, it ties into my kudos if you want me to have. I just hop into kudos. Give us your kudos. Yeah, let's do it. So, so my kudos actually is to George Masvidal, who's fighting this weekend. Um, he was George a Jorge. Jorge, which it's 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 the it's. Is he going like now? I think it is. I think they say a lot of people call him George Masvidal or Jorge, oh, yeah. sorry, or Jorge Masvidal. I mean, um, or Jorge go by George. Yeah. Right. And and, 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 and I know that that's, that's bad on me to say that, but so, so Jorge or George, you know, like, yeah. he's, he's an absolute beast. I, I, and I love, he's one of my favorite fighters. Yeah. Uh, he's, he stepped in as a late replacement to fight um, uh, Kamara Usman. Right. who was that well, who's the welterweight champ. And he fought in, He came in as a late. So my kudos was to him. Whenever that happens, you, everyone's got to worry about, is he going to be able to make weight? Because a lot of times these guys, if they, if they fight at 170, they might walk around at, you know, 195. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're coming in to, cha- to, to cut weight. He's fighting for a belt, which means they don't, give that, they don't get that extra grace pound to fight to weigh in at 171 for non-title fights. So he had to hit 170. He hit 170. And that's all being tested three times for the coronavirus before he can even get over here. So that stress, I mean, weight loss, that rapidly adds, adds even more stress. So kudos to Masvidal for being just the bad man that he is. I hope he does great. I know he's not the favorite this weekend, but I think it's going to be a great fight. Yeah. I don't really like him because of how <laughs> he did uh, curly hair dude from Wisconsin. Which ben is- Askren, we knocked ben him out. Astrid. Yeah, that was yeah. just like- yeah, he's a bad dude. We'll no, he's a bad dude, man. He he's is. A bad 
dude. I mean, the, the coolest thing about that when he knocked out Ben Askren is That's you could watch it. him. You yeah. could watch him going over that move in his locker room before the fight. He knew he was going to go straight for it. Yeah. Um, hey, look, Ben Askren. Ben Askren took it like a champ. I mean, he's. I guess it was like the year anniversary of that this past week, and and Ben Askren. Um, yeah, it was the Fourth of July. I was yeah. With my family. Yeah. That's right. And Ben Askren got tweeted at like some someone someone tweeted at him like trying to be be smart with him like. Um, how long did it take you to, to realize you shouldn't have gone for a double against against Masvidal? And he was like, "Well, it took six seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how long it took." I mean, he's got a good, as good a sport as he could be about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, that happens in that sport. It can happen to anybody in that sport. He took it like a champ. And George Masvidal is, is an absolute bad, you know, badass. And I'm excited he, to see him he fight. Really retired the guy. Yeah, yeah, he's done. Like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, he's done. I like done. that. My, yeah. my coach of the week goes to the Creek Indians of Oklahoma. So okay. the Supreme Court ruled yesterday. So there was a treaty that they made with the Creek Indians in like the 1800s, basically giving like a, you know, half of Oklahoma to this Indian tribe. You know, just like many arrangements that were done at that time period, they basically screwed the, the Indian tribe or the Native American tribe over, you know, stole land. Tulsa, like the entire city of Tulsa, is now no longer in Oklahoma. It's in the Creek Indian Territory, which is literally half of the whole state. So wow. the state of Oklahoma just got cut completely in half as far as like inhabitants and land, which is just wow. Like you hear about it, but like if you live in Tulsa, you don't live in Oklahoma anymore. So like what That's is it? So the state laws don't apply. It's all federal law. Um, I don't know. It's just like it's a. I don't even know what that means. Um, it's just. It's I guess so. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a it's a win for their culture, right? I mean, that's that's the that's the. Yeah, like I don't know how many Creek Indians there are right now in Oklahoma. It's just it's just a weird legality. Like I mean, there's a treaty. They signed yeah. it. Like, everything's by the book. I just never seen anything like that in my life. I don't think anyone who's alive has seen like something like this happen. That is wild. So, that is wild. Kudos to the Creek Indians. Just kudos. Hey, kudos. kudos. Back, half the state of Oklahoma is no longer Oklahoma. Wow. How about that? I, I hadn't heard that. I'm going to have to read up more on that. But, yeah, that's like, a good one. Kudos well, to them. The whole university in Norman, which is just south of Oklahoma yes. City. So, they're still there. I don't know where Stillwater is. I'm thinking that I haven't heard – I don't know. It's just, like, interesting ramifications. Yeah. Like, what does that, that mean for is. Tulsa? Like, the University of Tulsa. Or like, what's anything for the city of Tulsa? I don't know. So, we'll wow. see. A lot more that is about to go up in uh, Oklahoma, I think. What's that? A lot more casinos are about to pop up. Yeah, you ain't kidding. They're gonna start. They're gonna be raking in cash with casinos. Yeah. So, well, good, hey, yeah, okay. good, good, good for them. Kudos to them. It's never um, been like a huge city. Like Tulsa's not a huge city, but you know, it's it's a. You've heard of it. Yeah. How many cities have you heard of in an Indian reservation? Right. Right. Not, so, I don't know. Not many. That's, <laughs> that 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 is interesting. Well, good, good. So let's uh. But let's let's dive into our rankings for the week. Yeah, so this week we did the most exciting players to watch from 2000 to 2019. So this could be a hard one. application for how you want to define, you know, if watching uh, a punter is like your idea of excitement, then you know you could put a punter on the list. Hey, if you love if you love Pat McAfee that much, he could he could be up here on your list. You That's know right. what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but. So that that, that 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 was what what kind of made it interesting was like for me when I went down this list I, I had to make this list four different times and exchange different names and I was kind of like well wait a minute who who do I turn the TV on for who do I turn the TV on for right 
that's what I thought of. Yeah, you know? some of that, and then there's some of who with the balls in their hands is are my glued to like I have to watch this. You gotta play. watch them. And I thought about that, and then I also thought of like okay, and then what also over the years, what highlights did I see that were like dude, like that 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 dude is just he's he's exciting, and that was an unbelievable highlight. You know what I mean? Yep. So. So I'm, I think I'm I think I'm set with my list. I don't think I'm going to make any changes with it. I know I'm going to leave some people out, and I let I, and I have some of those written down also, so we can kind of go over honorable mentions that I had also. But uh, sure. yeah, you want to just dig into it? Yeah, you want me to kick it off, or you kick it off here? I'll kick it off with my number ten. Kick it off with my number ten. And we talked about this guy in the last last podcast. He's one of two defensive players I have on my list, okay. and it's Von Miller. Okay, I like that. I have Von, I have Von Miller on here because. I mean, I'm a defensive guy. I, I love watching defensive linemen. But for me, over the past 20 years, he was the 1D lineman and edge player that stuck out to me where I'm like, he was unblockable, unbelievable. Um, what he did in the Super Bowl to, to, win, to win for them, you know, out, out in Denver was unbelievable. His numbers are crazy. So, for me, I had to put him there. You know, I almost put Khalil Mack, who I think would be a close one behind him. Or very similar, yeah. Very, very similar. But Von Miller's still doing it. I think he's still got a lot of great years in him. Um, I love watching him play. So, I had Von Miller 10th. I like that. Yeah. Um, going back to the AFC North uh, hometown team, Chad Johnson, 10th most exciting player in the past 20 years. Not only, like, the play. Like, you know, he was exciting, deep threat player, you know, we can argue about his like career achievements, um, but just from like an entertainment uh, standpoint too, like the dancing and just like the little things in the game that you'd see, uh, you know, not a whole lot more exciting guys, at least to me, especially growing up, you know, the time period than Chad Johnson. Yeah, see, now, and, I, and I agree with you. And he's on my list of guys who he's not in my top 10, but when I first started, he was, he was right kind of 10, 11. Um, he's about to pass his like, touchdowns and yards like he's about to take his record oh yeah but yeah. chad's so much more fun to watch more, well, well that's 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 the thing about this list like i think jj watt's a better defensive lineman than von miller right but i don't, I don't have jj watt on this list yeah you know what i mean yeah, now, there's a lot of good players that aren't on here some of them yeah, could, could, some of could you put mentions, like yeah none of these yeah. Some guys aren't like making the pro bowls but they're still right fun. Right, and I think I think J.J. Watt could have been on here, but I just kind of thought of, like, different games where I'm like, dude, that was the most exciting. So, Von Miller was number 10 for me. Um, who's your number nine? Ed Reed, the ball hawk. Ed That's Reed. good. That's those, good. Dude, just, like, anytime the ball's in the air against those mid-2000 uh, Ravens teams, yeah. Ed Reed's somewhere near it and only yep. one hand. Like, yep. if you're just talking about pure excitement, like the hitting ability, he just had that X factor – um, I, I love watching safeties play. Like, I, I just think it's a great position because they're, you know, they're center fielders. Like, they kind of yep. can react more than a lot of other positions where you're just trying to do one thing. Right. Um, and he was, I mean, he's probably the best I've ever seen. Look, I, I agree with you. And, I, and he's, I, I think he's a better safety than the only other, than the safety I have on the list, which we'll get to. I don't have Ed Reed, but I, but I, I do agree with you. He was another one I wrote down. I was like, okay, he could definitely be on it. Um, but the other one I just kind of thought of more exciting because he did so much, and we, we'll get to that. My number nine um, was Dante Hall, kick returner from, from yeah. Kansas City. Because I, because I remember when he was, like, in his prime kick return ability, that was, like, every time that – I mean, it, it turned out to be where teams wouldn't kick to him or wouldn't punt to him because of how exciting he was when you did. I've got him higher. I've got him okay. substantially higher. Yeah, so that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, he had one – I think it was 2000 
three, where he had, I think, like seven kick returns in nine games go for a touchdown. I mean, he's, he, he, was, he, was, he was unbelievable. And do you remember the one play? He gets the ball, and he comes to the left, and he goes to the right, then he goes to the right, and he goes all the way around, back around the yep. left. Like, he ran probably 150 yards on a you know, 96-yard uh, kick return touchdown. If we're just talking, like, excitement, electricity, like, when that guy – no one was better than uh, Dante Hall for that one year, really, is kind of how long his, his like, magic right. lasted. And then right. rubbed off and, you know, some of the other kick returns that may make this list. Uh, no, I, I, have, I, have an, I have another one on the list. So, but, 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 but he – I mean, he averaged 23.8 yards per kick return, which is pretty crazy to think about. Right. That's really crazy to think about. I think he'd probably be higher if teams would have punted him the ball more. But they stopped because of how good he was. But that also hurts his excitability because they put him back there and they're not punting the ball. Those Chiefs teams were fun, too. They had Trent Green. They had Tony Gonzalez at yep. uh, tight end. They had Priest Holmes, who we talked yep. about. Dante yep. Hall, just the X factor. They were good. They were good. But they're even better now. That never works when you have They're like, even better now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, good. So that, he, he was my number nine. Who's your number? Uh, you, you gave your number nine. Number nine was Ed Reed. So for number yep. eight for me, Randy Moss. Oh, I got him higher. If we're talking about excitement, like I got you him just put the ball up and just watch what happens. I think people yep. are starting to forget. Like he's getting to that point because he's you know closing on about eight years out the league, nine years out the league. Yeah, I think you're starting to kind of forget about why he's so good. You hear he's really good, but you forget why. Anytime the ball is in the air, Randy's coming down with it. Oh, just he like did. he's one of those guys where he runs real fast, but he doesn't even look like he's moving that fast. He's just so long. Yes, it's just throw it up and just wait. Look, I love Randy Moss. I have I have him higher. Um, so we'll 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 get to more more of him. So, but I I like him there too. I'm interested to see. This is one of the reasons why I was so excited about this list because I knew ours was going to be so different. Right. Um, but that's good. Now we have two of the same same players, just different different positions. But that's good. So. My number eight is the other kick returner I have on my list. Um, but he did a little bit more on the punt side. He had nine punt returns for touchdowns. And he also was used a little bit more, I felt, as from, on the offense side of the ball. Devin Hester. I've got him way higher. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Um, but I, I had him on here. The reason why they're not higher is because a lot of times I felt like, well, they only had two or three years at most to where – you know, that, that excitement lasted, yeah. um, which I guess isn't necessarily fair for a couple of players I have even higher than them, but I feel like they're going to they're gonna be longer and they, they, have, they have the ball more, which is why they're high, which we'll get to that. Right. But Devin Hester at number eight for me, I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable. I think on most lists that I looked at, he was actually ranked higher than Dante Hall. Um, you know, yeah. but yeah. But I mean, so nine punch returns for touchdowns, that's absurd. That's absurd. The best ever. He's the best ever return kicks. I think he's up there. There was someone who didn't make my list, who we can talk about later, who was arguably the best ever. But I just didn't – he wasn't as memorable for me. He wasn't right. as memorable for me. So, But Devin Hester was. So, there you go. He's my number eight. Um, so, I gave you my eight. So, I'm going to my number seven now. Yeah. It's the other safety, Troy Palomalu. He's so, my number seven. He's my number seven. seven. Yeah. So, if you're looking at, like, safety hierarchy, I think – Ed Reed's 1A. I'd give Paul Mollo 1B. Yeah. Um, Reed just did it longer. And yeah. that's not taking anything but, uh, away from Paul Mollo. But if we're talking about excitement to watch, there's the play um, against the Colts where Paul Mollo, like, had this, like, Paul Mollo used to just go over the top. Yeah. The 
like with un uncanny uh, effectiveness. Yes. Like, I can't think of one time he's essentially guessing, but he's not because yeah. he's, he's reading the play before it's happened. Um, but you never saw him jump over the pile and like hit nothing. No. Like always, always knew what he was doing, and you just went like freaky plays and like the hair like coming out. He's like this little like ball of energy excitement like that is, that's exactly what you get with Troy Paul plus he was on those Steelers teams which were all so good which pains me to say because obviously I'm not a Steelers the fan best on the defense, though. he was best. probably the best player on the team period yes probably I mean look I had him on this list because I just always remember seeing him when you turn on Steelers games he he was never still pre-snap he was always moving around they let him go wherever he wanted to that's crazy that we both have him at seven I would have been fine even if, even if he was even higher but, um, yeah, Troy Polamalu, he was the safety on my list. Uh, I, I love watching him play. He also – I mean, you know, just seems like uh, he was all around, like all, he had it all together, dude, And, and but it was always exciting to see, you know, and, and watch play football. So, the good number seven there. I'll go to my number six. I doubt this guy – I doubt this guy's on your list. Um, Lamar Jackson's my number six. Not on my list. I thought yeah. about it a lot. Yeah. No. The reason why he's on my list is because for the for the past two years, especially last year, and the reason why he's high at number six, even though he hasn't done it for as long, you know, and I even said that thing about the two to three years, I think he will continue to do it. People don't realize how good he is at throwing in the, po in the pocket. Mm -hmm. But I just think what he did last season, he made some of the most amazing plays outside of one other player that I've seen on the football field, like I've that I've ever seen. And – I think he has a long career ahead of him that's going to be even better. I think he's going to win a Super Bowl at some point in time. I love watching Lamar Jackson play. He's my number six. Yeah, he won the MVP, so I can't, like, knock his talent. Of course, yeah. I, just, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, maybe I need to watch more tape of him. Hey. There's just, I like, some names are, are just a little bit more special to me. I mean, he, the, he, here's the thing. When I thought about this, too, I also thought, like, Lamar Jackson literally looked like at point in times that he was playing a video game that everybody else didn't know how to play yet. You know what I mean? Like, like, like literally. Let's not forget. He's also younger than Joe Burrow. Right. Which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. crazy. Our NFL MVP was younger than the Heisman Trophy winner. Yes. Yes. It's nuts. So he's my number six. Who's yours? Let's see. My number six was Dante Hall. Who we already talked about a little bit. Yeah. That's fair though. Um, yeah. Not a whole lot more to say about Dante Hall. No. Exciting. So six. exciting. What's that? Was your number six? Six was Lamar Jackson. Okay, so I'll go to my number five. Yep. Wait a second. One, two, three. I don't have a number five. My number five is Chris Jones. Ah, you know what? Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> I think I forgot to add a number five. I went from four to six. It's <laughs> Brian Westbrook from the Philadelphia Eagles teams. He's um, not on my list. That's surprising. It's shocking he's not on your list. <laughs> um, yes, like dual, you know, scat back ability had a good 1300 yard season, I think in 07 when he finally, cause they, they used to have Deuce Staley, Brian yep. Westbrook, and I'm blanking on the third one. There's the three headed monster out in Philadelphia on those McNabb teams. This yeah. Three, uh, Jackson out there, but Brian Westbrook, man, was when, Look. He, when he was young, cause he's on my honorable mention. Maybe he just saved me there, but on like in early in his career, you forget he was their kick return guy too. Yeah, oh, he did a lot. He did a lot. Look, he was he was super excited. One of the reasons why I'm so excited about Clyde Edwards-Helaire, who, who got drafted by the Chiefs, is because a lot of people liken him to, to being like a Brian Westbrook player out there. 
both playing under both under Andy Reid, you know. So like, so I'm super excited to see if that's true. Look, I'm not mad about him being your number five. He's not on my list, but I think that's fair. Player in the past twenty years, I don't know what else to say. What's that? Fifth most exciting player in the past twenty years. What else? Fifth, yeah. All right, all right. That's 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 fine. I'll tell you. Actually, he's the fifth most exciting player in the last twenty years, and that's Adrian Peterson. I yeah, that'd been a good one too. <laughs> yeah. So Adrian Adrian Peterson to me, um, what's crazy is there's only two running backs on my list, and I haven't gotten to the next one. He's and he's he's number five for me, Adrian Peterson. When you look at running backs like that, that what the game has become so much passing, he's still doing it at an old age. But his prime years were so absurd. Coming back after that ACL and coming, what, seven yards short or whatever of breaking the, the, the season record was unbelievable. I love watching him run the ball ever since college. I love Adrian Peterson on the football field. I think he's just incredible to watch. He was my number five. AP's a great one. He's the definition of shot out of a cannon. Yes. He gets his crease. He shot out of a cannon. He's just on a yep. straight path trajectory. No one's touching him. And you can't tackle him. He's like he, – he reminded me kind of like – or I guess this guy reminded me of AP. Kind of like – remember a healthy Darren McFadden? Like yeah, in college. Up, same kind of thing. Like big dude, but once he gets that, that little hole, like that, you know, one and a half foot gap, he's through yeah. it. He's gone. But what Adrian Peterson has a lot better and really almost better than anybody, his side-to-side -side, like, like side steps that he was able to do were just – he's incredible. He's incredible. He's, so. he's AP in uh, – Jeremy Fadden's run DMC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So there you go. So he's my number five, Adrian Peterson. Who's your four? Um, going back to the Kansas City Chiefs, a recent one, Tyreek the Freak Hill. That's Tyreke a good one. Kids, like, again, just all he doesn't, how often does he go like on a deep route and it's a bomb over the top? Like, it happens, but it's more often than not a little dinker. And as soon as he gets the ball, you know the entire defense is like, what the fuck yes. are we going to do? Because yes. he's taking off. He He's so unpredictable with his path. He's like – he's a water bug. Like, he's the yes. definition of a water bug. Yes. Look, they were talking about him. He's not on my list, but I thought about him. He's one of my honorable mentions. Um, and he – I mean, he very well – I think that's a really good pick at four. But um, they were talking about him on ESPN. I think it was Dominique Foxworth was saying he literally, I think, has his average touchdowns is like 36 yards. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. That's I crazy. He's – if, if we're talking about, like, a position player for me, I think he's, like, I don't know. doesn't mean position, obviously. But, like, for, like, a skilled position, like a running back or wide out, he's the highest guy on my whole list. I can't think of another one like him. Like, there's guys like Dante Hall, but they didn't do it all. Oh, he he's, all. So much, he's so much better than Dante Hall, like, as a usable – I mean, you, you, you use in the offense, it's not even close. Right, I mean, because right. – that, that, like, he doesn't have football speed. He has Olympic-level track speed, which is a whole nother level. He's fantastic. You know? It's, yeah, it's great. So, I like that number four. That's good at number four. I didn't have him on the list, but he's – so, that, that, that's good there. My number four um, was my only other running back on the list, and it was LaDainian Tomlinson. I can't – And, you know, I mean, he did it for so long, and I, I think I, I'm a little – Brian Westbrook. What's that? How did you put these guys over Brian Westbrook? You're going to tell me that Brian Westbrook is more exciting to watch than Adrian Peterson or the Dan Thompson? Come on. Come more on. That, two, two, two Hall of Famers over, over Westbrook. And I think that LT, there were so many times, like, and I'm probably a little bit biased because I used to always play with him in Madden. He was, like, un, he was like untackable in, in Madden. Like, you, like, literally couldn't do it. But um, he was just so exciting. Always when he had the football, he was a touchdown. He was a, like, touchdown machine. So, he came in on my number four. I like it. Yeah. Who's your number three? 
My number three is Randy Moss. Um, Randy? Yeah, he's that high for me. I Randy Mainly because – what's that? I'm just quoting things. In just voice. quoting him. Just quoting him comes from a genius. Look, he was so exciting always when he was on that Patriots team. They, they He was literally unguardable. Um, and even before that, he was so good. You know, I mean, look, there's not much more you have to say. First battle Hall of Famer, one of the best wide receivers ever. And like you said, you know, earlier, you had him at what, number eight or something uh, like that? I had him at number eight. But, number yeah. eight. but look, that's – look, he's still top ten. In my, you know, obviously, we both have him on the list. He was someone who you turn on the TV to watch play football. It was Randy Moss. And you could say the same thing like Terrell Owens I wrestled with. Oh, 100%. I thought about Terrell Owens. I thought about Terrell Owens. <laughs> so many really exciting wide receivers. How do you distinguish between them but Randy – he separated himself. Same with Tyreek Hill. Like, yeah. just like another gear. Yeah, so he's my number three. I like it. Who's my good? number three is uh, the greatest middle linebacker I've ever seen, Ray Lewis. You want excitement? How about, like, a dude who's willing to break, like, his face on your – like, he's hitting willing to as die. hard as he possibly can. He'll run into a brick wall, literally, if he needs to, to get through. Willing to, he, was willing, he was willing to die. Look, he, he's not on my <laughs> list. With a torn tricep. He's, he's, he's like rolling deer antler spray on it. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just a complete <laughs> psychopath. He's one of the he most did. exciting players I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, look, that that I think that's good. Uh, dance, I, I, the what's persona, that? Like everything. His, his dance when he comes out of the tunnel. Look, I like that. I also had him. He's not on my list. He's in my honorable mentions. Um, I, I struggled with not putting him on. He's one of those guys who like would have been either number two for me or not on. And obviously, I don't have him at number two. Um, Super exciting. I love love Ray Lewis. Best linebacker that we ever got to watch, if not ever, also. You know, so, look, that's fair. I think that's fair. Three, but, like, I'm kind of thinking I could have put him at one. Like, Yeah, you could have put him at one. You could have put him at one. I'm thinking, are these other guys actually more exciting to me? Or, like, I don't know. I think he might be my actual one, but uh, we'll see who the other two are. We'll see. We'll see. Well, who's your number two? Devin Hester, the greatest ever return oh, Wow. Okay. I mean, he is. Like, he's got the record. He's got every kick return record. I think Josh Cribbs actually might have him now. Josh Cribbs? Get out of town. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost he's positive. the job over there? Come on. He holds the record for touchdown returns just after six seasons. Total or kick returns? Uh, kick returns. Okay. I'm talking total. So I guess it's different. Total? Kicks. Yeah. Devin Hester yeah. is doing it at the U. I know this is like NFL, but literally as soon as that guy touched a football – he was gone. Like That's from true. One at, at Miami, he comes to the NFL, does the same thing consistently. Like, oh, look, look, I, 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 have, I have no problem with that. He, Devin Hester actually might have ended up breaking Cribs' records, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not positive. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm, sure he did. So, like, yeah, so, I'm, I'm sorry. Cribs has Cribs has the kick return record. Hester, this is fair that he's that high on your list. Twenty total return touchdowns, fourteen punt t- return touchdowns. Yeah. And six total returns in one season. He's tied with tied for the record with that. And you're saying like, oh, imagine like if Dante Hall had been kicked too. You think they were kicking to Devin Hester? Of course not. That's I, he's just I had that, good. that one out of ten chance that he would get. He's still look, breaking records, dude. Look, I had Devin Hester ahead of Dante Hall. I know just by one, but I did. I agree with you. I, I think that's fine at number two. He wasn't that high for me. There, yeah. So good. I like that. So my number two. Um, I, I, I'm sure he's not on your list. My number two is Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Who do, do we have the same number one? I'm trying to I think. don't know. We'll see. That'll be interesting. But not my number two, and mainly the reason why, there's two different things that stick out, stick out in my mind. Um, one, 
is when he lost the Super Bowl, when they lost Super Bowl to the Philadelphia Eagles, I remember hearing a story about Mike Golick on uh, Mike and Mike. He didn't get a chance to watch the game live. He had to watch a recording of it. He already knew the Eagles won the Super Bowl, already knew that, that they beat the Patriots. But he said when, the, when Tom Brady got the ball at that last drive, when they had that one final chance, even though he knew the Eagles won, he still thought, oh, shit, Tom, Tom's got the ball. They're going to come down and win again. So, I mean, that, that's, that, that's, that was him. And then number, num, the other one that's the most important story is he literally put together the greatest comeback and greatest quarter and a half in a drive of overtime football that I've ever seen in my life. That's fair. I don't know. I mean, you just listed a bunch of reasons why I should have had him on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean – it was it was my, my one two and three when I wrote them down. I was like this, I, 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 it's not changing. But yeah, so Tom Brady for me is number two. I like. I mean, he's Tom Brady. Yes, yeah, he's Tom Brady. Um, so all right, so you, you, want me, you want me to give my number one first and see if see if it's yours? Yeah. Yeah. So my number one's Pat Mahomes. You don't even have my guy on your list. Don't even have your guy. Don't even have your guy on my list. Pat Mahomes is the most exciting player in football in the last 20 years. He might end, might not end up retiring, being the most exciting football player ever. Um, you still there? Yep. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I, I just think that what he's done over the past couple of years, especially last year, he's another one of those guys, like when they were down by the Texans, the Texans were whooping up on him in the playoffs. He never seemed to – he was just perfectly calm, came back, beat him, ends up winning the Super Bowl. I think he's going to have – an unbelievable 10 years to sign that big contract. He does things with a football that I've never seen before done. Uh, might, might be end up being the best quarterback ever. Pat Mahomes is number one for me. He does things that you've never seen been done, but there's a, a thing that him and Lamar Jackson kind of have in common with their uh, looser style play. Mike Vick's going to be your number one. They're trying to be Mike Vick. <laughs> Michael Vick is the most entertaining football player I've ever seen. But I'll tell you this, Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes are both doing it better than Michael Vick. They're doing it better than him. Vick was the Vick he was Vick was the the one that started it all. Like, dude, back in those Falcons teams with the visor, like in 2003, 2004, Mike Vick was literally he completely just shattered the NFL. Like no one had ever seen a guy running, like he ran for a thousand yards. One season, he was yeah, the most until Lamar Jackson blew his records out, and then Lamar Jackson blew his record out. Yeah, this is twenty years later. You know, like, L- Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes are both doing better things than Mike Vick did. And for you to say that to compare Pat Mahomes to Mike Vick is ridiculous. I'm just saying, like he, you know, he he like his kind of trick throws. He's all, he's not your he is your prototypical quarterback, which is the I don't know the way that he like has like a little bit of like um, what's a good way to put it. He's got his own flair on the game. Yes, yes. And that's what Mike Vick had. Yeah. Mike, Look, like, I, who was the Mike Vick before Mike Vick? There had never been anything like him. No, like, and there never were. I, I still don't necessarily think there has been something like him because Lamar Jackson throws the ball a lot better than Mike Vick does. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? We saw, what but, Mike, we saw what happened with Mike Vick, though, when he came back after he went to jail and goes to Philadelphia. He had his best passing season. Yeah, he did. You're right. I, you know, I, maybe if Mike I, Vick did, you know, he still went number one overall out of uh, Virginia Tech. If, if he had been, you know, in this day and age of football, I think we, you know, I think he had the, the arm talent. He had the strongest arm always. Um, yeah, but but it didn't always go to go to the players he wanted it to. Guys are what made him most so exciting. Like, I'd still watch that guy run around. 
I would too. I, I look. I, that, I think that's a very, very fair pick. Obviously, I didn't have him on the list. I didn't really, really think about him to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And and that's, that's probably my fault. Got it. When's Mike Vick coming? That's my fault. I mean, I, I probably should have thought about him, but I mean, it, that's that, that's a really good one. A couple ones that, that we did not mention that I, I thought of putting on um, Gronk. I think could have been on the list because he was unguardable in, in his prime. Um, I I think Russell Wilson could arguably be on the be on be on the list because he's been so good. Uh, J- Johnson, CJ2K, Chris Johnson. So exciting for yeah. Year. I mean, he absolutely could have been on the list. I I I think that. Um, I also put down Chad Ochocinco. I didn't have him on, but he was right there. I think I mentioned that. And then J.J. Watt, I think, still could have been mentioned. But just more exciting-wise, I, I put Von, Von Miller. But that was a fun list. It was a hard one to put together. Um, I, I don't think there's any really right or wrong, but uh, but my, my list is right. So we'll put, up, we'll, we'll put up the poll and see what people think. I like it. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and post it. Go on and vote and, and let us know. Um, next episode, I don't know if it'll be the one with Zach or – we're considering doing a uh, favorite Bengals player list. So yeah, that'll be fun. That'd be fun. Interpretation on that one too, because Jeff and I were saying, um, you know, you can kind of we have a lot of names that are similar when you're giving you the top ten quarterbacks the past ten years. There's only so many. Right, right, um, right. So we want a little we, we want a little parody in the uh, in the list. This one kind of provided that for sure. We'll we'll put this up and post it. I think this will be a good. This is a good one to see what uh, what people think. Episode twenty two in the books. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. Anything else, Jeff? That's all I got, brother. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Uh, We'll see you guys Monday or Tuesday. Yep. See ya.